May 28th, 2023. You're listening to Oblast with Don and Kevin, and I am Kevin. Yeah, I'm Don. And uh, this week, we're going to talk about nothing, because I got nothing nothing to talk about. It's the holiday tomorrow. Do you, you doing anything for Memorial Day, Don? I, I am working. Really? Oh, I guess the furniture store. Yeah, right. Yeah. Those yeah, sales, I get to go to work. Those sales are going on. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, they should. Do you get like holiday pay though? They have to, right? You got to get some kind of double time because yeah, uh, it's the law. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, that's good. So, I mean, sorry that you have to work. You don't get the three day like everybody else, but they should get double money because that's cool. Yeah, whatever. I mean, whatever. <laughs> I was off for six days. I'm off until Wednesday, um, and uh, we did our disaster recovery event at work um last weekend and um was, you know that went on until five in the morning we started like one in the morning and then we do it until five in the morning and it went almost flawless but there were a couple of blips so we um dealing with that we also having a little bit of weird issues with the changeover what what happens is is i mean just in case anybody's curious what a disaster recovery event is is it's basically like all of our software runs out of a data center. Like, I don't know where the data center is. Right. But let's just say it's in like Virginia. Right. And, uh, once a year we have to, um, switch from having all our software running in Virginia to having all of our software run in like, say California or something. And so, um, we have duplicate, uh, infrastructure in both locations. It's all virtualized, but it's duplicate. So same number of servers, same software installed on both. Everything's the same. And then like, but one is online working as, you know, the production system and the other one's on standby. And so then we have a process that we go through starting at one in the morning for my particular, um, product. And we, um, we perform a number of actions that are all documented that are all, you know, done in a certain way to sort of, you know, shut down the existing system, turn on the other system, you know, and make sure everything is working and operational. It's kind of a big deal because if anything gets screwed up, uh, it's a big pain in the ass to, you know, get people to work on it in the middle of the night. So, um, we do that, you know, because if there ever is like a problem with one of the data centers and we got to get back up and running, you know, we have to be able to do that. And so we test it once a year doing, doing this. So, uh, that's what I did last week. So I was kind of, yeah, kind of tired. So yeah. I got a little bit of a comp day and I stacked it on some extra holidays. So I ended up with six days off, which is nice. I haven't really done very much though. Um, Kind of, uh, weather has been nice. You know, we've had nice Ohio, uh, Ohio Clevelandish yeah. weather. It's Warm not, days, cool nights. Yeah. Not too hot. Right. It's kind of under 80, which is nice. And then, uh, yeah, like Don said, no cool nights, no rain. Uh, it's, it's pretty good. Um, it's, it's basically like this for a week. <laughs> and that's right. what it yeah, feels, this is the one week. Yeah, that's what it feels like normally around here. And then we're going to probably get like a sweltering blanket of heat. And you know, Don and I'll talk about it, right? Well, yeah, eventually we'll tell everybody how miserable it is when it's going on. Cause it's, it's the way of things. Yeah. Um, surprisingly being spring, uh, in Cleveland, I'll say this, 
um, we normally get a fair amount of thunderstorms, I would say. Like, normally. Like, it's probably... I would say it's not unusual over the course of the whole spring to get about a dozen thunderstorms rolling through here. I don't, I think we've had like one or two so far this spring. It's, yeah. it, it hasn't been much. It's surprising. Cause I know, I mean, I watched the news down South. They're getting wiped out by tornadoes <laughs> and everything, you know, it's like, it's yeah. crazy uh, anywhere else you go, but we've been getting off pretty lucky so far. Um, not really having, We've had some rain, but we we really haven't had any uh, thunder. Uh, um, uh, I think we had like one It'll or two. Come. Oh yeah, I mean probably right. Although it's already it warm. Does. Yeah, and uh, so it's, it's it's been unusually. We had a calm winter, and we're having an unusually calm spring. I mean, this you know we could be the vacation destination of the future. Oh. <laughs> Our weather, Cleveland. Well, yeah, our weather may be awesome for you know for some reason. It's all changing. That's the one thing Look that's kind of that's one the one thing that's kind of weird is um you know uh, when you look at the when uh, you know when the people talk about global warming and stuff right and they talk about climate change and all this sort of stuff one thing that people you know don't well some scientists think about it, but regular people don't hear about or don't think about is um, changes in the jet stream right so so you know around the planet there's this jet stream of air that moves around and sort of um, is a, a constant and it, and it has, it kind of will move up and down in certain places, depending on if there's high pressure or low pressure, um, you know, above it or below it. But it's this, you know, you'll see it on the weather reports a lot. You know, you'll see the jet stream, you know, moving a line across the United States. Sometimes it's a little bit above and then it comes slamming down, you know, and then it kind of goes up and it's a little zigzag thing. Right. But it's always kind of going across, you know, the United States. And then when it gets out into the Atlantic, it kind of turns and it goes up. Right. And it goes up towards Europe. And then it kind of takes a right and, and then goes across Europe. And the thing is, is that, um, you know, if you were just to like not think about the jet stream for a minute, you just looked at the globe of the earth, you know, where the United States is sitting, you know, where we're kind of down a little bit, right? Like we're kind of getting closer to the equator versus where Europe is. Europe is more north. Europe is kind of like Canada, right? Like it, it's like in the same region of the globe that like Canada is. And what is Canada? Canada, I mean, they have some warm summers and everything, but they're pretty freaking cold, right? Right. Uh, and um, yet Europe is not. And the reason Europe isn't is because of the jet stream. And uh, if you had like a significant change in – um, the uh, weather pattern on Earth due to, say, let's just say global warming, whether you believe it or not, you know, but you could think of anything. Uh, the jet stream can change, and it has in the past changed, not the early past, you know, thousands or tens of thousands of years. I don't know how long ago it was. Um, and, it, you know, it pointed in a different direction. You know, it kind of went down over Africa, and that's when, you know, all that warm, moist air would go over Africa. And, and that's when you had that time period when, like, you know, the Libyan desert was actually green and forests. And, you know, you, you had, like, you know, you know, every time you look at Egypt, it looks like a desert with pyramids, you know. But there was a time period when that was all, you know, lush and everything like that. And Europe was like Canada. It was, you know, kind of a frozen north, you know. And uh and this is ancient times. Like it's probably pre-Roman history, pre all of that kind of stuff because you know they 
you know, the Romans are all walking around in like, you know, shorts and stuff or whatever. Yeah, their, yeah. Little, their little skirts and their sandals and stuff. Yeah. Like it's just warm in Italy, you know, but if that, but if that thing ever changes, if it ever decides like, I'm not going to go North anymore, I'm going to go back down towards Africa. Europe would be in trouble, you know? And I don't know with the United States, like we could like, you know, the, we could get warmer or we could get cooler. I don't know, you know? So that's something you don't hear about, but it could happen at any point. It's just one of those weird weather things that like, you know, it could shift around in such a way that uh, all of a sudden our whole like um, uh, dynamic would, would change. And, and I don't know. I, don't, I mean, we'd survive. It's not like the end of the world or anything, but a lot of people would be moving. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It'd be like, uh, this shit's too cold, man. We got to go down south. I hear Africa's great. Let's go to Africa. You know, and, yeah. and, and things like that. And maybe India, which is always like hot and stuff. You know, maybe it starts getting like more temperate and cool and uh, just things like that. I don't know. It's just interesting. Interesting. Interesting thing to think about. So, uh, yeah. Do you, yeah. you have a good week, Danny? Did you do anything uh, interesting? This well, week? well, my mom's in, my mom's in Scotland. Oh yeah, okay. Have you talked to her at all? She doing no right? because they won't answer the phone. <laughs> okay, well, I, at least you tried. <laughs> I tried calling. I called the other day because I because because she's like, "You if you, can you call at eleven o'clock your time?" And I was like, "All right." And I said, "Well, the only two days I could do that was Thursday and Sunday." And she says, "Okay." And I said, "So Thursday, four o'clock your time, where you're going to be at." I said eleven o'clock my time. I said be at the phone because I'm going to call you, <laughs> and that's how it's always been. Yeah. So every time she goes, you know, whatever day, you know what I mean. It's like just be by the phone at eleven o'clock in case I call. Right. You know, and if I don't call within then, then you get to go about your day, <clears throat> um, or vice versa, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, so, so, so Thursday came along, and I said, all right, I got to give her a call, dial the number, and uh, get a get a voicemail thing. Right. So I was like, all right, cool. I left a message. I hung up the phone. I walked away. I said, you know what? I'll give it a couple of minutes. I'll call back. I'll try a second time. I come back. I dial the number. I go to pick up the phone. And it's the, uh, it, it's no dial tone. It's, and, 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 you know, that noise that the phone makes when it's out. Or like when you take it off the receiver. People don't know what that means. People are all like, take it off the receiver. What the fuck is that? Mean? Remember when you used to take the handset off the receiver and if you left it off long enough, that noise it would make? Yes, of course. Yeah, the the, the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> real fucking annoying. Yeah, right? real. Yeah, such a weird thing too. Like, I mean, once in a while it would kind of be, oh, the phone's off the hook, and you'd put it back on. Right. But most of the time, you wanted to leave the phone off the hook, but you had to yeah. put up with that noise for I don't know, man, like five minutes or something. I mean, we went on for a while before it, uh, it just cut out. Yeah, then it just stopped. <laughs> but yeah, so. Then I pick up the phone and it's making that noise. And I was like, what? I go, what the hell? So the phone was out all day. I tried on my cell phone, didn't get it, didn't get through. It called the day. I, I had to get up early to go pick up the kid because I usually pick her up at 11. So I was like, I got to be there early so I could be home by 11 to call grandma. And I got home, I called, and nobody, oh, nothing. Nobody answered. I mean, the phone, the, the, the house phone came back on. I don't know how. I don't know, you know. I don't know what that's all about. I made a phone call. I hung it up. I picked it back up. It's making a noise. 24 hours later, it's fine. I'm just it's imagining like, okay, cool. it's Scotland. So I'm imagining like a rotary dial f- phone sitting there with like one of those big handle things on it going, okay. with a rate, like a real, like, 
it, you know, it's, thing and, it's, it's 2023. They have buttons now. <laughs> you know, or it's like one, one of those ones. that's just like, a, like on the wall. It's just like a, like a receiver right with the thing. bells, the two bells on top. <laughs> you got to wind it. Like, yeah. You got to crank hello, it. Hello, America. Hello. Starfield one, two, three, two, three, please. <laughs> I got an email from her. Oh, well, that's good. Telling me that her tablet's broken <laughs> because that's how she communicates with email and stuff is with her tablet. Okay. I guess TSA searched her bag and when they pulled it out, they had to, they tried plugging it in and they fucked the, uh, the plug all up. That's and, weird. Uh, they had to look at her tablets. What the hell are they looking at her tablet for? Like, what do they think that lady's going to have on her tablet that they need to inspect? Like, she's going to have a list of, like, narcotics on there or something? It's strange. You know, you never know. It's a little weird. But, but yeah, so they ended up jack- jacking up her uh, power input on her tablet. Like, so now she can't tablet. plug it in. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they're like, well, just make sure it's not a bomb. Like, trust me, my mom, my 85-year-old mother isn't bringing a bomb. She's... She just wants to go to Scotland. Right. I know, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Decide to search her thing. It's weird. Yeah. So she sent me an email. I got that. She didn't, it didn't mention any of the phone calls. So I don't know. I might have a wrong number. I'm trying to figure it out because there's only one number in the in the phone book because my mom actually has an address book. You know, I mean, like she, old could, school, everything. she could call you, right? I mean, she knows your number. I think. I think so. But but she she's the kind of person who's like, well, I don't want to put that on their long distance bill. <laughs> Well, she doesn't have a. Uh, I guess she. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, right. I, I guess I should have prefaced that to everybody. There's no cell phones being used here. This is all landlines. This is all. This is all 1980. What me and Kevin were talking about a couple of weeks ago. This is what we were. This is, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> like I got. I had to pick up a phone and hit a button so that the dial tone would come on. You know. You know. People don't even know what a dial tone is now. <laughs> you, you play a busy signal for somebody, they'll be like, "What the fuck is that?" You're like, "It's a busy signal." And they're like. The fuck's a busy signal you know <laughs> i mean i heard one i i heard one it was like oh my god i forgot all about that it was because i was like why the fuck doesn't have me have call waiting yeah uh, but yeah so she's in scotland and you know what and you would say to yourself you're like hey man sweet you got the house you know you could do whatever you want you can yeah, yeah you know right no 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 nothing new <laughs> Nothing, nothing crazy, nothing spectacular going on here. Still going to work, still coming home, you know, going to the girlfriend, going and hanging out with her. We're getting rag- wrangled into a lot of dog watching lately. Mm. Like, hey, I got to go to work and her daughter has to be, her daughter wants to go to Cedar Point. Can I watch the dogs? And it's like Saturday night and I'm off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, like, right. I, I could go. I could go right out and see somebody and hang out with somebody. You don't want to do that. Though. I, I, you know, I don't, but <laughs> it's like, I know that I have to, you know what I mean? It's like, you got, you just, you just got to show up every so often to keep the, uh, to keep everybody, you know, yeah. Though you're alive. Keep them real then. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? You give them a little taste. They go, Oh my God, there's Anderson. And then you just disappear. <laughs> and, then and then it's just like, dude, I saw him. And now I, I want to see him again. Where is he? You know what I mean? Right. You, right. You just, re, you just reset that whole thing. You know, what's so. funny about, uh, you know, talking about ringing people on the phone. It's like um, back in the day when I was first learning how to use the phone, like when I was a kid, um, probably would ring the phone like three times and then hang up. 
sometimes it ring the phone like five times and then hang up. And then you get to like a point where you're calling somebody and you're tired of nobody answering the phone. So you just let it ring forever. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. You're just like, you're going to answer. If, when you walk in the door, you're going to pick this phone up. Right. And you're going to talk to me because I'm going to sit here and call you and it's going to ring. And you could let it ring for like, I don't know, man, like a hundred rings. And then it would kind of, I think, usually reset or something. It would be like, eh, 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 you know, and you'd have to do it again. But most of the time you could just ring somebody yeah. and just let it ring. You just set the phone down kind of in earshot, see if you yeah. hear a voice answer it or something. And it would just ring because you'd, you'd, I don't know how to explain it, but you'd, you wanted to talk to somebody and they, they, they obviously weren't home, right. but they should have been or something. And you yeah, just, you'd, you'd be fed up. You'd just be like, I'm, I'm calling until you pick up the phone. I don't know. I mean, people mostly got answering machines and then eventually everybody got voicemail. But before, before that, you know, or the people that just didn't buy an answering machine. I mean, you just call, you know, you just ring and ring and ring and ring and ring until they answer the damn oh, phone. Back back in like 87, I want to say it was because I was working at Wendy's. So that's why I'm, it's like 87, 88. Uh, my brother was moving and I was going to help him move. So I was going to stay over the night before and I was going to watch my nephew while him and his wife went out. Him and my sister-in-law went out. So uh, I went over there. I watched the kid, you know, we hung out. I went to sleep there and stuff. Woke up the next morning. Everybody's all hungover, except for me, obviously. But everybody's all hungover and drunk and stuff. And they're like, where's so-and-so? And, and my sister-in-law's like, I don't know. I'll call his house. And she calls. It's the exact situation you said. She, she's sitting on the phone while it's ringing. And it's ringing and it's ringing and it's ringing and it's ringing. She's like, this motherfucker, this guy, he's, he's, he's passed out. I know he's passed out. The phone's probably right there in front of his face. And he can't hear it. He can't see it. This guy, da, 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 da. She goes, whatever. Puts the phone down on the counter and goes, he's going to hear it eventually. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. So, yep. It's like, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm sitting there watching like, that phone's just going to ring forever. Yeah. Like, that'll never end. Right. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I used to do that, you know, or you'd call into uh, radio stations trying to win tickets to something or whatever. And um, just ring and ring and ring, you know, and then they pick up the phone. They'd be like, you're caller four. And then just hang up on you. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Like, you know, it'd be like caller 12 or something. You're like, oh, crap. That's, that's, that's my, one of my favorite stories with me and Oz driving around was when uh, the radio station was giving away like Pantera tickets or something like the college station. And this was back in the early nineties when neither of us, even, I don't even think we had pagers. I might've I might had a pager, but I mean, you know, there was nothing. Oh, no, it probably did. But uh, we're, we're driving around listening to the radio, and they're like, hey, call, you know, in the next five minutes or whatever, call our number 20 or whatever. We got two tickets to go see Pantera. Me and him are like, holy, we got to go. We got to get to a payphone. We got to get to payphones. And and we're like, do we got quarters? And it's like, we each had a quarter. It's like, cool. We went to the payphone. Uh, we found two payphones next to each other, and we ran in there. And, you know, you put the quarter in, you dial the number, busy signal, hang up, get your quarter, put your quarter in, <laughs> yep. dial the number, yeah. busy signal, get your quarter back, right? And and we kept going, we kept going. I put my quarter in, I dial the number, it rings. I was like, sweet. The guy comes on and goes, you're number 10, click. And I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> and I hang, up, I hang up the phone and I'm like waiting for the quarter to fall. I'm like, 
where's where's my quarter like, no 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 i need my quarter i, I started freaking out Oz was going and then he got I, I think he just kept getting a busy signal but it was just it was just funny because i wasn't even thinking about it you know it's like i only got one quarter and, and the guy the guy it, it actually rang and i was so excited the guy actually picked it up and i was so excited he's just like nope you're not it click <laughs> yep. like i'm out exactly like, son of a bitch so fast yeah yeah ruin your life it ruin your day just like that yeah yeah no for sure Came out of the movies once and needed to call my dad on the payphone. I only had one quarter. I put it in the thing and dialed the number. He picks up the phone. He's like, hello. I was like, hey, dad, I'm all done. And some kid came by and hung up the phone, like, and just hung up on me. Like, some kid, <laughs> he just walked by. It was just like, click and hung up. And I was just like, oh. And it was like, dude, you don't know who you just hung up on. Like, are you for real? Like, holy shit this guy's gonna kill me because that's of you great. yeah <laughs> that's funny i remember i ran i think i ended up running down to marks and being <laughs> like i need to use your phone please i have to call my dad right now before he blows a gasket because i know he's freaky like i know he wants to kill me because <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? he hears my voice and then i just hang up oh my god that's funny oh jesus but, yeah see you used to get in all kinds of dumb shit without the cell phone dude you know? oh yeah oh for sure <laughs> You could prank people better, but whatever. That's a whole different yeah, art. I used to crank call people all the time, man. Just man. call random numbers. Some the numbers were just of- weird. He'd call some numbers. They're just weird. <laughs> Answering machines, yeah. voicemails, strange things you'd find on, you know. Yeah, those days were weird. <laughs> yeah, so it's just been a normal week over here. I haven't done, I haven't, they had a, a barbecue yesterday. Like, uh, they, at work oh okay yeah at work they had a potluck oh you know like it's a potluck you know and then they're looking at me and they're like so what are you bringing and i'm just like nothing (laughs) and 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 they're like what most disinterested employee ever just (laughs) not participating in nothing i'm like it's because look at man like in that place i work i i work i'm in the warehouse so there's always some we always have stuff to do we always have to move something we always have to lift something you know what I mean? It's like these people get it. They, they, if there's no customers or anything out there and there's nobody calling, they get to sit there and they, they fall asleep on the couch. They're just staring at their phone half the time. You know what I mean? And right. I'm, I'm like, I'm struggling with this couch over here. And they're just like, Hey, hey look at him. And they laugh at me and stuff. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but it's like, they're like, it's the one lady's like, so what are you bringing? And I was like, I ain't bringing anything. And she goes, what? And I was like, I don't care about any of that. It's like, it's all good. I was like, I'm not planning on participating because I'm going to be at work. I said, I'm going to be planning on doing work because I don't, I can't afford to not do anything. Cause if I don't do anything, then I get behind and I can't, you know? Right. Yeah. I and, get it though. Right. Well, <laughs> then, and then, and then Saturday came along and my boss comes back and he goes, did you get something to eat? And I was like, no, nah, I, I didn't bring anything. I'm not, I'm not participating. And he goes, bullshit, go up there and get something to eat. And I'm just like, what? And he's like, I brought, I bought plenty of stuff for everybody. I got you covered. Just tell them you brought buns or whatever. And I was just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, I went up there, dude. I had a hamburger, a hot dog, I had, like deviled eggs. I was eating ch- buffalo chicken dip. Uh, they were brown. This lady made these awesome brownies. I was like, holy shit. I mean, this, those are good. Yeah, it's food. I mean, you're going to eat if you can. Yeah. And then, I, and then I proceeded to do nothing the rest <laughs> of the day. Ready to and go to sleep time. at that point, you know? Full yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, done. I, I was just like, you know what? You guys are on your own. Fuck you. I'm not working. I'm not doing shit. So, 
Great. But yeah, and this is the end of the day, man. I got, to, I got to see my kid today. She got a new boyfriend. And, uh, oh, I, I think got, I saw I got, something on uh, on um, your ex's uh, prom. I think they went to prom. She, uh, yeah, she went to prom. I got pictures of that. Dude. You know, we, uh, oh, I told you about that. I told you about that because I, was t- I told you about that old bike. Point, or is she a junior? Like No, she, she, was a, she was a junior. Okay. She's going to be a senior. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just, yeah, you know. Yeah. So she was yeah. done with school already. It's crazy, man. Yeah, school's over for the year, so. But that's, yeah, school's over for the year. I pick her up today, and I was like, so, how long are you staying? She goes, ah, probably till about six or seven. Okay. <laughs> she got shit to do. Yeah, yeah. That's what they do, yeah. man. So. You'd be lucky to like, see that's her cool. all in a few years. Yeah. I'm looking at her, I'm like, hey, you know what? I got shit to do, too, so. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah, what did I do? Um, I'm gonna go see a movie tomorrow. I'm gonna go see that machine, that Burt Krushner movie with the yeah. movie club, Suli, Oz, maybe Joe. Um, and then uh. we're gonna stop by Old School Joe's place to look at his uh, memorabilia stuff that he's selling because I guess he lost what's his left. Job. Yeah, yeah, I don't really care about it. I'm just going to be social. I don't really want to buy any of that <laughs> stuff. I don't see Kevin Bear going in and being like, "It's a pretty cool movie poster you got there." Yeah, I like I just, that. Anything I want, I probably have already had. I mean, he's probably got some cool stuff, but it's it's the kind of stuff Oz would want. You know, something that's signed by some B, yeah. B actor or something. like uh, not, yeah. Nothing that I'm going to, you know, there's just nothing that I'm not, you know, but I'm going to go just to be social. And then um, uh, I saw, what did I, I think I saw a movie recently. What did I see? Um, saw nothing. Did, maybe I didn't. In the theater? Yeah. Oh. I saw it. John Wick 4. I saw The Evil Dead. Did I mention that last time? I saw The New Evil Dead. (laughs) It was pretty good. I saw John Wick 4, but I saw The Evil Dead. The the Evil Dead was as good as you're going to get, like, if you liked the first Evil Dead, which was kind of scary. Kind of. I mean, if you're one of those people, we've gone over this before. If you're one of those people that are like, nothing's scary. (laughs) I don't have anything for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like I can, right. okay. You know, you're cool or you're tough or you don't have whatever it is that's creepy, but right. there's stuff, you know, I think some stuff is scary. So whatever, you know, especially supernatural shit. I, I always get shit always freaks me out. And, yeah. um, so I think like the first evil, and then the second evil dead is kind of like a remake of the first one, but it's a little more goofy. Right. Yeah. And then when they do Army of Darkness, then it's way more goofy. And then it kind of there's a TV series that kind of takes the goofy to the nth degree. Right. Where they rebooted the Evil Dead and they rebooted. I didn't really pay much attention to the first Evil Dead reboot. I heard it was not that great, but I'm sure it was okay. And um, but it was like taking over from the first one, so it was meant to be scary. It wasn't meant to be goofy. And this one. Um, is like a sequel to that one. So it's basically like a sequel to the first Evil Dead. And, you know, the whole the whole premise of the Evil Dead series is that there's a, there's a book, <laughs> the Book of the yes. Dead. And uh, if you recite something out of the Book of the Dead, then you're basically cursed with the, the dead coming to kill you and everybody around you basically. And there's not a lot more detail than that. Although, uh, the, the, it was based off of a student film 
And in the student film, that's really rough. You can find it on YouTube. It's called Into the Woods, I think, or something like that. And I guess they're supposed to be the spirits of, like, American Indians. You know what I mean? Like, um, they're supposed to be, like, the the possessed, you know. uh, And um, they're just, like, the funny thing about the Evil Dead is that they're just, they, they're, they just want you to die, and they're having a great time killing you. Oh, they're loving it. Yeah, they're they're absolutely having a blast. Which makes it even scarier when they're all <laughs> laughing and stuff. You're right. just like, oh, stop it. Right. They they just think it's the, the you know, there's nothing else like it in a way. Like there's nothing else I've seen that's because every most other monsters are pretty damn serious or they're too into themselves. Like the evil dead, they don't care. They're getting killed, they're laughing and screaming in, in delight. <laughs> If they're killing you, they're having a great time doing it. Uh, It's, um, you know, but they they also seem to like they want to kind of drag it out. Like they kind of want to, they want to beat you up first before they kill you a lot of times. (laughs) Yeah, they like to punch a lot. Yeah, they they, they kind of want to, you know, maybe cut cut off a body part or something. And, you know, I mean, it's just crazy. Uh, And so it's like, it's, it's intense and it's, it's violent as all get out, but it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, I gotta say, it's pretty good. I mean, you know, it's 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 as good as you're gonna get if you wanted a sequel to the first one. I mean, that's kind of how you gotta look at it. You know, if you wanted yeah. it to be more than what it is, you know, that it's, it's not gonna be. But it's uh, for what it was. Other hard. I might go see Wish that I- uh, um, uh, De Niro film too, the comedy because the the lady friend wants to see that. Um, Oh, about my dad or whatever. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be particularly good, but um, she likes stuff like that, and I don't. I, it's all harmless, you know. That's how my my she likes my girl likes uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, she's and De Niro. I mean, everybody likes De Niro, but, yeah. you know. But uh, I just had a kid, man. The guy's like seventy something. Just had another kid. Like, yeah, whatever. Oh, good for him. I mean, glad his parts are still working. You know, but. kids gonna grow up and they're gonna be like. Uh, what about your dad? And the guy, kid's going to be like, I never knew my dad. They'd be like, what do you mean? And he'd be like, he died when I was like three. <laughs> right, <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> yeah. no kidding. Although these days, some people live a long time, especially if they got money they managed to keep themselves together. Maybe De Niro's one of them. He was always one of those guys that, you know, kind of kept himself in pretty good shape physically, you know? So yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he might be like Clint Eastwood and last a long time. Cause I mean, I mean, I don't want De Niro to die in three years. I'm not saying that. So just everybody just totally, you know, totally. Everybody but if you think about it, that kid, right. If he's born like now, yeah, right. Yeah. And De Niro made movies in the seventies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's like 50 years. That kid, when he's like in his fifties or sixties, they're going to be like, the 100th anniversary of Robert De Niro's film Taxi Driver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and he's going to be able to go. And he's going to be like, "Yeah, I'm his kid." Like, uh, <laughs> you know, he was my dad, and when I was a kid, you know, used to throw me around and stuff. Yeah, no, I know. You know, that's uh, there's a lot of that. You know, um, it, it's interesting in a way because the United States. And you know what? Not even say the United States. The the movie industry isn't really that old. I mean, yeah, you had some movies in the eighteen hundreds that were real basic. You know what I mean? Silent guys with a crank making a film, and then you know in the nineteen hundreds. But you really probably didn't. You know, with the silent pictures and stuff, that just is kind of like a like all of that is different. I think than when they started having sound. I mean, it's just like 
I mean, they made it. It's not just like the, the the movies themselves. Like they made so many of them. I mean, they just like were like they 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 just threw movies out when they were done with them. They were like, you know, we don't have room for these movies. We're just there's so many yeah. movies that are just lost because like yeah. they were just like we we made a movie this week and we threw that other movie away because and and that was it, you know. Um, and, and, and like, they just made tons and tons of movies. And so like the quality, I mean, you know, you know, people could argue about this in some ways because anybody that looks at something old thinks that, you know, it's important and great and all this sort of stuff. But I think the quality of a lot of those old films wasn't spectacular. Just like a lot of the Westerns when my dad was growing up, there were, you know, most people are familiar with all of the good Westerns, but there were a whole lot of crappy Westerns. I mean, they made a ton of Westerns because kids would go to the movies and pay a nickel or a dime or whatever it was back then. And they didn't have TV. So, you know, they got the radio and then they would go see a picture and so they had to get a new movie out every week. They didn't have this three months thing, you know, it was like one picture playing for three months back, you know, or even a month these days, you know, that back then it was like a week, you know, if you want to see the new movie, it's this week it, you know, and, uh, and so you had a lot of throwaway movies, just like all of the monster movies in the fifties and things like that. You know, we all look at them now, you know, with some fondness, but, um, there were a lot of ones, you know, again, like. People remember like the Universal Studio ones where, you know, it's like the Frankenstein and Dracula and stuff, but there was a whole lot of garbage ones, man. There's a whole lot that they just, they just turn, you know, pumped out all the time for people. And so it's like my, my, my point though is in, in, in saying this is it's like, there's not a lot of generational acting going on because, because of these paradigm shifts in the, in the movie industries, you know? So it's not like you can go back too many generations of one actor and be like, yeah, my mom was an actor. Her mom was an actress, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I think like Kirk Douglas, Michael Douglas and their son did a movie together. So there was like three generations in a film, but I doubt that Kirk Douglas's father was in film is what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if he was, maybe he was like, you know, in some Charlie Chaplin thing. Uh, but I don't think so. It's like, so there's like sort of a, there's like a, there's like a limit on that, but you know, but you know, in other careers and fields, you could be like, my dad was a carpenter. My grandfather was a carpenter. You know, my great, 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 great grandfather was a carpenter. You you can go back, man. But, uh, film and stuff like that. Not, not really, not so much. You Uh, could, you could, you never know. Maybe, maybe Kirk Douglas's dad was a great, uh, uh, stage performance well that's true stage performance you're right stage performance <laughs> yes there's vaudeville you know yeah no that's true yeah a lot of those guys came out of vaudeville oh uh, you're right you know, um, and all the carnies all the gypsies it's interesting but you don't hear about it too much i guess it's really my point you don't if it did it if it does exist you just don't hear about the generational uh actors too much other than like i'm saying like first and second generation uh so you know it's just you know it's time you to know how- it might change you know how boring it must have been back then with the silent films, like to 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 actually be like, I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to go watch this silent movie, right? And you're going there, and you're in, and the people enjoyed it, and I and I don't begrudge them that or anything like that. But I mean, if you think about it, you look at like them old movies, and you're like looking at it, and it's like the dude walks across the room, and then the words pop up on the screen. They're like, and then there was a noise, and you're like, what? And then it pops back, and then there's like the girls. Ah, like making the face like she's screaming. Right. But you know what those, but, but the thing is, is it's like, like you got to think of it like, um, 
I get back then that was probably like cutting edge and they were like, Oh my God. Oh I no, mean, no, no. Just you're right about that. I mean, you know, you would kind of want to, I mean, I would been like sitting there like, you know, can we hire people just to talk? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like in the theater. Yeah. Like dub it behind the screen yeah. or something like, yeah. couldn't you do something like that? But, uh, I hate but subtitles on TV and stuff. But, uh, but what I'm saying is, is that like, I think back in those days, like a lot of people, like most people, you know, things in their lives, they didn't have television. They didn't have, uh, magazines, newspapers didn't have photographs in them. Uh, and books rarely did. They, they, a lot of times if they did anything, it would be a sketch, right? That's just like, look at wanted posters back in the day. Those were just sketches, right? right? So, so you go in and you start watching a movie. Women are looking at the fashion, they're like, oh my god, I've never seen a dress like that before. You know, people, men are seeing the cars, the 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 suits. You know, there's no there's no um uh re like uh, like if you watch any of those things, people are always like in mansions. <laughs> they always have like really big houses. They are, you know giant staircases and all this stuff because it's like they're they're sort of selling it to the audiences as a uh, of a spectacle that you and I, when yeah. we look at it today, we're just like, all oh, that's old shit. <laughs> you know? yeah, right, like, right. look at all that old crap. Like, it's all old. It's funny. Look at that phone. It's old. But for somebody else, they'd see that phone and they'd be like, wow, that phone. I want a phone like that. You know, that, that was like, I don't think they were purposely merchandising these things. I don't think they had sponsors like that back then. But I think that people went and saw these movies. It was more than just the plot of the film. It was also like they were seeing things they couldn't experience out in Arkansas at a farm. You know what I mean? They didn't see all of these like things that they saw in movies. And and that carried, I think, a lot into the 60s because a lot of films in the 60s took place in Europe. You know, like um, uh, they'd be in Paris or they'd be in Monaco or they'd be, you know, um, uh, traveling. And, and, and there was like all of these like almost like – vacation era pictures or something like, you know, because people were always doing these exotic things overseas because your average person couldn't go there, you know, and they, and they didn't have any way to experience what it was like. And so, you know, half the time, you know, they would go see a picture. They would go because they they could see uh, everything. I swear my mom, um, she, you know, she went to Morocco when she was, um, I don't know, in her mid fifties on a, on a tour of Morocco. And, uh, you know, she had a, she had a nice time, but I always sat there and I thought to myself, like, why did my mom <laughs> choose Morocco of all places? And then I watched like some Hitchcock film or something where like, um, they went over there, uh, and they were talking about the culture and everything. And, and it was all bullshit. You know, they were talking about how you're supposed to eat chicken with three fingers and all this sort of stuff. I think it was like, um, James Mason or something, or um, that other guy that's in South by or North by Northwest. Uh, uh, yeah, I know who you mean. Yeah. I can't really think of his name right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, and whichever starring lady was there at the time. And, and, it, and it was one of those things I could just see my mom looking at it as a young girl watching that film. Gregory Peck? And, uh, no, not Gregory Peck, although he okay, would be, sorry. he would have been in something like with Audrey Hepburn or something. I think they did like a Paris film. Um, no, um, Go he's, on he, he's the guy that kind of talks like that. Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. There you go. And that was a terrible Jimmy Stewart, but I'm glad you got it. And, um, 
yeah. So, so, but I could see her as a young lady watching that and being like, so like seeing that is being Damn so bad. exotic. Yes. And being so amazing that she probably in her, you know, wanted to always go there, you know, and, and because they could expose to it now today, you know, and even when we were growing up, you know, we had TV, we had magazines, we had, um, books you know with full color photographs and things so you know you could experience most of this stuff and then of course vhs tape wasn't too far away and so you know you can get a lot off of that and then and then now you have the internet but for people back then man they just their only exposure to a lot of this stuff was film and it, it really must have been uh the you know something for them like you know an experience that I don't think we have or something, or maybe we do, but it would be, we would have to be watching something really, um, cutting edge or something, you know, to, to, to have that same sort of experience. I don't know, but I do agree with you. Like silent pictures are so boring. I mean, even like as a kid, I was just like, I can kind of watch them now, but it's just so lame. Like it just, just fucking dub them, man. (laughs) It's too hard to be staring at the picture and watching what they're doing. And then you got to wait for it to come up and be like, I think we should open the door. And then it cuts back to them and you're just like, yeah, they didn't have like computer things. Like, so like, you know, they literally had to like, have somebody letter that shit out on a board and then film the board. You know what I mean? Of the words. And and then, you know, and then just have board after board of, of, of uh, what they're saying and stuff like that. And it was all acted weird and they, you know, they wear weird makeup and, yeah, the timing was all kind of goofy and you know, walk too fast or too slow and things. I don't know. It's just, so I don't know. Silent pictures. I didn't think, I, I don't know when movies really started to become more normalized, but probably in the thirties or forties, I think, um, you know, uh, wizard of Oz pretty late, yeah. you know, or whatever, but yeah, it's right around that time period. Was, Evan Costello. Right, yeah, you know, Charlie Chaplin, and they just had a more of a, um, just it was just defined, it was just refined better. I mean, not just with the sound, but it was also just like the, you know, the, the pacing of the film and the storylines and things. It just they started to get into the groove of it. You know, it was it, it was less about the, I don't know, man. But I mean, they made so many movies back in the twenties. You know, who knows? That's, people were into that sort of stuff. I I would also think like. They must have, I know they had those newsreels that they had, especially during World War II and everything, but they must have also filmed like events and then had those at theaters, wouldn't you think? Like if you wanted to watch like a car race or something, like wouldn't they have like filmed it and then, I don't know, put it in theaters or something? Yeah. Like you would think that, I mean, you never really hear about it, but um, if you wanted to watch like the, the queen of England get married or something back then, I don't know if that even happened I remember, or go ahead. I remember an episode, I remember an episode of mash where they, where they, where he came in and he goes, Hey everybody. It was like the end of the year and he comes in and he goes, Hey everybody, I got the reel of the world series of like all the stuff that ah, happened there over the go. year. Yeah, yeah. And then they, I had to go get a projector and put a screen on and they all, you know what I mean? Yeah. They all, they all, they all got gathered around and then just played the film. You know? Right, and that's the mid fifties. You know what I mean? Yeah. The the the, uh, the Korean War. I mean, Grant's a TV show, but I'm sure that's right. exactly how it was. It's just like that's the mid fifties, and people still had to like resort to film because there's like while TV did exist in the forties, 
it was still kind of, I mean, it certainly wasn't out in Korea at that point, but it was still kind of, you know, getting there. Like my dad was yeah. born in 1940 and I think he lived in New York until he was 13. So he was probably there until like 63. And I was sitting there thinking about it. And I think it was probably unlikely that my dad had a TV of his own, even up to 1963. I don't because th- TVs were expensive, first of all, and and I don't right. think, you know, his father made a lot of money, and I don't think they brought a TV into the house or anything like that. You know what I mean? And and I think that's one of the reasons why my dad watched so much TV because for him that was his sort of you know ingrained sort of treat to himself. You know yeah. that he didn't have. Now, my grandfather was murdered or whatever, and. My dad was 13 and then they moved to Canada and I'm sure they got a TV when they were up in Canada and I'm sure it was half in French and probably terrible. Uh, but, um, you know, he eventually, you know, had television, but I'm just saying like when he was young, he probably just didn't have it, you know, and then he probably went over a friend's house or something and got to watch something, but they were probably still doing radio up until like, you know, the early sixties. And so that's just how it was. I don't know. It's, It's crazy, you know? And, and, what they were exposed to, I think it was just like basically like Westerns and like those sort of, uh, the shadow nose or Dick Tracy yeah. or any of that kind of stuff. It was real Superman, maybe real basic, uh, New York type styles. because I don't think, Why, oh my. I think that's the, that's the other interesting thing about television at that time when it was first coming into being, it really wasn't Hollywood. It was New York. You know, because yeah. the New York had the radio and they had all of the radio people, you know, doing the radio shows, the talk That's where all the radio, yeah. And then they, you know, they transitioned to television and, you know, they were broadcasting it out of there. So they were always doing like um, city type stories. You know what I mean? Like uh, television. I mean, not the Westerns. The Westerns obviously Western. came out of Cal- California somewhere. But uh, the Some New York, the New wise York, guy, yeah, wise guy, the Dick Tracy, the the you know, the, thing, right, all of the crime fighting and and things like that. I think it was all basically, and plus the, you know, the odd or the honeymooners and that kind of stuff. Right, all came out of uh, um, out of New York, and and then I think, and then eventually. Obviously, because Hollywood had all of the acting and and the talent, it all eventually. Well, most of it moved there. There's still a lot of stuff in New York. I mean, game shows are mostly in New York, from what I understand, right? I mean, some of them are in Hollywood studios, but I think a lot of them are still in New York. Um, Letterman did his show in New York. Yeah, and I I think MTV headquarters, right, or like right down there in like uh, Times Square. They used to do what was that? Mm -hmm. TRL or something, Total Request Live. Um, oh, yeah. A lot of stuff was uh, oh, in New York. News yeah, and like the, the news. I was gonna, I was just, yeah, I was going to say Al Roker and all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, the, the, but it was interesting because it's like television had its roots more in New York where like film, for whatever reason, oddly, I guess, was, you know, a West Coast thing. Um, oh. It's weird that that took root out there. I don't. I don't know why, really. Maybe it was because land was cheap at that time, uh, so you could buy big movie sets and stuff and and build stuff out there in the desert. Um, so oh, maybe- there's probably that, and, the, and and just the landscape itself, because it's you know California is like really 
from what I hear, I've never been there, but I, I hear it's very nice looking. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no, for sure. But I just, it's a lot of equipment and things and, you know, you need to have production and, and facilities and people and all this sort of, I mean, there's a lot of money in the motion pictures, but it's just, it's interesting. Like it went there and you know what I mean? Like, why didn't, why didn't it go anywhere else too? Like, why didn't like, um, I don't know, like, uh, what's another New populous Mexico. place? Well, I mean, maybe not enough people <laughs> in New Mexico, but maybe you could do like, uh, Texas or something, you know, you could if be you like, did Texas, it'd be all cowboy movies. Yeah. But you could be like, you could have a studio studios making movies out of Texas instead of California. But it seemed like everybody kind of just said, yeah, we're all going to go to California. We're all going to California and that's where we're going to make movies. I don't know. I mean, it's probably just where the movie studio set up. Maybe it was a tax break thing. I don't know. I was going to say, yeah. It's kind of weird. I'm sure I could look up Wikipedia and read about it, but I'm not, I'm not that interested. <laughs> yeah. I'm just not really, you know, the mystery is fine. Don't really need to know. Don't need to know the answer to that one. Uh, yeah. One thing I was thinking about too, you know, um, you know, when Judas Priest uh, got rid of Rob Halford for a while and they brought on that guy from Akron, what's his name? Mm-hmm. Ripper Tim Owens. Yeah. Ripper Owens. Uh, and it made me think to myself, I was thinking about this before. It was like, maybe Cleveland is and Cleveland in our surrounding area, like maybe Ohio and like neighboring States, maybe we're really big into cover bands here. And maybe that's not the way it is in other parts of the country. I'm not saying there's not cover bands in these other parts of the country, but I think it's a bigger thing here because like, there's a lot of them. There's like a lot of them and they seem to tour around a lot. Like, you know, we were talking, like, I'm going to go on this camping thing and and I'm going to go see the classic rock thing. And there's like all these classic rock bands. And, and I was looking at it and they all kind of tour around like the same area, which is the area I'm talking about. Like it's kind of the Midwest. Yeah. Kind of in this little pocket of area here. And, um, you don't, at least up here, you don't hear too much about cover bands in other like in Florida or California and stuff. And again, yeah. I know that there's some, there's a, there's a garage band in every neighborhood. I get that, but it's like, I don't, do they get to play at like bars and stuff like they do around here? Because I mean, it's, they're everywhere around here. I just was at the bar today and there was some guy playing like grunge tunes on a guitar singing. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, it's just so part of the culture here to just, there's cover bands everywhere. Just everywhere. Yeah. It's, well, it's the easiest way. Musically, it's the easiest way to make money because Play original hits, music. Yeah. yeah. You're playing songs that people are familiar with. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and if you do them good, then the people will get behind you. Um, it's it, but it's, I mean, it's, it's, ba- it basically is the easiest way to make money because a bar will pay you 300, $400 to come in and play for a night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you can do songs you didn't even write. You know what I mean? You're just like, okay, I'm going to just play all these kiss tunes or whatever. I'm going to play all this, whatever. Right. But people got to you know? show up and that's the thing they do around here. Right. Like you look at disco Inferno. I mean, they must play like they just play every weekend. They play a different place in the Cleveland area and they, right. they pull a big crowd like every time. Well, so it's like, people are just like, let's go watch this cover band and we'll pay the door cover to go <laughs> to go in well, and, that, and, and watch, you know? And that's the thing is that's, those are the people that go into the bar anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. so people are like, Hey, you want to go to the bar Friday night? Yeah, sure. Hey, I heard disco Inferno's playing it. Blah, blah, blah. Let's go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm in, you know, and that's just, that's just kind of how that one works. Whereas 
Whereas like when it was, when it was adversary, right. <clears throat> and we'd get a show at, 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 at flashes that wasn't playing a bar. There was a bar in the place, but that wasn't playing a bar. That was like a show, yeah. you know, and, and, and you're hard pressed to get anybody to come out to come see, you know, four original bands. Right. You know, right. we talked about that. It, yeah. 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 You know, so it's like being in a cover band, you can get a lot more gigs and stuff. I mean, I mean, I played in that cover band with Mark Shea. We did one show. I think I made more money that night than I made in any nights with adversary yeah. turnbuckle, whoever, I you know what it. I mean? Yeah. No, so, no, I, I get, I get the appeal. I just feel like, uh, it's just, uh, around here. It's just like, I'm, you know, I'm going to, a, stuck I'm, up. I'm going to a campground for two days and it's going to be like, there's like a dozen cover bands playing like a dozen of them, or maybe more than that. Maybe more than a dozen, like a dozen a day or something. It's crazy. Two different stages. It's all cover bands. I mean, who does this? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. And you get, and you get a lot of like all the old bands. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. like people who are in, you know what I mean? People who are still touring or whatever. And they're like, oh, I can go play. I can play for a hundred people or 150 people in some bar or whatever. You know what I mean? And it's like, and they're still doing it. You're just kind of like, wow. Cause rat or not rat, Stephen Piercy. He was just at the Willoughby uh, rib cook-off or whatever last week or last weekend. Right. Uh, and it's just like, this dude was headlining arenas. You know what I mean? Like, right. right. They, they were like top of the line big time. And, but he did, but like Rick Springfield is always on the rib cook-off circuit. Yeah. And that's what he, he and that's like, you'd like the area you said, you know what I mean? That Midwest kind of yeah. Indiana, yeah. Illinois, like, you know, Chicago, like Chicago, Detroit, uh, Pennsylvania, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and, and they're just on that constant loop, you know, because they know that these people are like, we'll come see the original person who, who did the song if they're playing. And if not, we'll come see another band play all that person's songs. <laughs> I wonder like, like about like this current generation of young kids that are, you know, like your daughter's generation or whatever that is generation Z maybe or something. <clears throat> I just wonder if they're going to be, um, doing the sorts of things that people have historically done, not just our generation, but other generations too, in the sense of, are they going to go to the bars as much as we go to the bars or are they, are they going to go to concerts as much as we go to concerts? I know they go to some, I'm not saying that they, they're all staying inside, but I'm wondering yeah. if they're going to go in the volumes that would make it still profitable for businesses to stay up because they're so, there's such an online culture. Their, their entertainment is so internet based um, for many of them that, you know, um, live uh, stuff probably doesn't have the same appeal because we grew up on it because that was at the time, the only way you didn't have the internet, you couldn't on demand anything, you know, if you right, wanted right. To, to do something, you had to go. So, you know, it becomes part of our culture, but I don't know if it's part of their culture in the same way, you know, and I've talked about this before in the sense of like, I don't know, you know, whenever I see like cover bands and stuff like that, or, or bands out, you don't see a lot of young people in bands anymore. And there, there's some, but you don't right. see it like, it was, and, and, you know, when I go to the bar, like I'll go to, I go to any old bar. Like when you know, somebody says, Hey, meet me at this bar, go to that bar and this kind of thing and that kind of thing. And, and there's different bands playing cover bands and all this sort of stuff. And I'll tell you, like the young people, like the adversary age that you guys were at, like, I, I, I never see these bands. You know what I mean? Right. Sometimes I'll see a younger group playing some cover songs, you know, like a younger girl singing that kind of stuff. But yeah. no, um, it's all old dudes. But yeah, it's all old dudes, right? And it's like you wonder, just you wonder if it, if um, uh, generationally, 
these things are going to stop. Like classic rock radio is probably going to die at some point because, I mean, there's like a lot of people like us that probably still like it, but I, I can't imagine it's going to hold on too much longer because the, the numbers are going to just dwindle over time. Well, and uh, I mean, classic rock keeps changing, so. Well, that's true. Yeah. They keep adding things to it. That's true. You're right. right. Metallica and stuff's on there now. They wouldn't even play right. that. I'm, mad. I'm kind of mad about that inside. Right. When we wanted to hear it on the radio, they never played it and they laughed at us. Yeah. And now it's just like classic rock. It's like, what the? But, uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I wonder, just wonder that they're going to be into other things. Don't get me wrong. They're going to go, dude, they're, they're going to have other stuff. I'm not there. It's not like the life changes and ends. It's just going to be different. And I just wonder because going to concerts and going to bars to watch bands and that kind of thing has been around forever really and and now with the internet and the more immediate future i just think they would be bored i think they would be bored cuz i'm kind of bored when i go to the bar yeah, right, drink right. watch a band it's pretty boring right but you go out because you're being social and it's the kind of thing to do but their their social network is so online they'd be probably just like why would I want to go do that? You know? And right. you'd, you'd be like, well, you know, you, you see people and you're like, yeah, no, you know? And I, and I think that while, even while some people will go do it, I don't know if it's going to be in the numbers necessary to keep things in business. And yeah. we might see a retraction and a, you know, and a consolidation or biz, you know, bars and, and concerts and things will have to change in a way that it becomes more appealing to these people. And I'm interested to see what happens. I'm interested to see, uh, you know, if I'm right, and and we see that kind of a um, a change in 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 the way society works. I also wonder, like we've seen what how Generation X has raised their children, right? Generation Z, your your kids, you know, your Generation X. I'll be interested to see if I live long enough how um, Generation Z raises their children, right? Because we overcompensated with our kids because we were ignored. This is just as a generational thing, not anybody in particular. We were ignored in our generation. You know, we were kicked outside to go play. Parents didn't really spend a lot of time with us. Um, we had to make our own way. We were a lot of latchkey kids. Nobody was home when we got home, all that kind of stuff. So when we started to have children as a generation, we overcompensated. We became everything in our kids' lives because we wanted them to feel loved and cared for in a way that we weren't, you know. And uh, and so those kids became very, um, uh, I don't know, nurtured, I guess is a good <laughs> word, um, and very, you know, uh, like a lot of helicopter parents around their kids all the time, a lot more than when we were growing up. And so then I wonder, these really nurtured, cared about kids, are they spoiled kids? I don't think that's necessarily the case. And some kids are, but they were spoiled kids when we were kids. But they're used to being um, uh, very emotionally uh, connected to their uh, relatives, their, their parents, for instance, or maybe their siblings. And are they going to be able to um, give that back to their kids or are their kids going to end up like generation X? Are they, are they going to be ignored by their parents because their parents are more selfish and wanting their own attention and uh, that your generation is going to repeat itself. You know, you're going to have another version of generation X come from generation Z where a bunch of kids, you know, just, uh, 
are ignored and become latchkey kids. I don't know. I mean, we might all nuke ourselves too before that happens. <laughs> so anything's possible. But these are just things I just run through my head. So I think it. I think. <coughs> excuse me. I think what what I what I'm recognizing because uh, these people came to pick up this furniture the other day and they had their two little kids running around at the pickup area there, and it's like get your kids out of here, like. You know, this isn't. Don't be coming back into the into the store here in the back of the warehouse. You know, the kid found a, a piece of styrofoam, like a you know a good chunk of styrofoam, and he started rubbing it on his hand. And the doors open, and the wind starts blowing, and all these, and, the, and he's just making a big mess. Styrofoam, right? Right. It's going all over people's furniture that's that's sitting there by the back door waiting to get picked up, and the mother's just standing there, not even paying attention to him, not even not even looking. And I looked over at him. I go, hey, what are you doing? And she turns around and goes, oh, uh, and they were not, they didn't, they didn't, they weren't born English speaking. Let's put it that way. Okay. They were from a, a foreign place. So yeah. she started yelling at him in some language <laughs> and it was like, oh, da, 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 stop it, stop it, stop it. And, uh, and then she's, and now she's standing there brushing off all the furniture with all the little styrofoam pellets on it. You know, and it's like, it's still windy. The wind's still blowing. The doors are still wasting your time. It's like, just get, get out. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that, but it's like, I think, like you said, it's like, we, we, we were raised where it was like no parents. Nobody was really paying attention to us. Go out in the woods and play, you know, that kind of thing. And then it flipped over where we're like, we're paying more attention. I think there's a, there's a, there's a, 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 a chunk of parents in there who are, super not paying attention <laughs> you know what i mean it's like they went back to what the way it was yeah, uh, yeah maybe yeah. because that's how they had it when they were growing up and they just and they just fucking super super did it you know what i mean they really are not paying attention because they're just not it's it's, it's ridiculous no i think you're right i mean yeah. i think there is a there's definitely a group like that obviously and, and i think but um school and the the apparatuses around that have also changed dramatically in the sense of school is a lot more invested in the kids uh and the they get in parents involvement so the kids have all these extracurricular activities and and the school is um you know uh making their education when we, when I went to school i mean if we didn't show up they barely noticed i mean you know what i mean like you might you you might get a note that says, "Hey, you didn't come to school this day." If you got suspended, like if you got in school suspension, I don't think my parents, I don't think my dad knew about it. Like I don't think there was any notice home that this kid got suspended. Um, now, if you got out of school suspension, that was a different thing. But if you got in school suspension, I don't think so. And we certainly didn't have anything with detentions um, and grades. I mean, basically. You had interims, which were between report cards that came in the mail. And I honestly think those were worse than report cards because I could choose when to give my dad the report card, you know, when the mood was right. Uh, interims was like opening the mailbox right when they get home from work, when they're in the worst mood possible. And it's the worst yeah. time to get bad grades and that, and that kind of thing at school. But otherwise, there was just really no involvement. And, there, and as far as extracurricular activities after school went, I mean, it wasn't pushed on us. And while there were things that you could do, it a lot of it cost money, and it was just outside of our reach. Where I mean, I'm sure things cost money today, but people have more means than parents did back in our day. So I mean, kids did do stuff, 
and but it's just it's different now. It's just so much more involved, and I and I think that that also has a lot to do with it. So parents can be disconnected because they have all of these other things helping to raise their children. Where with us, man, it'd be lucky you got through school. Basically, I mean, I don't know. But it depends. It just depends. Like Tom Packard, our good friend, his parents were much more involved in his life. He ended up with a good education. You know what I mean? He still managed to go out and, and uh, uh, party and do all these sorts of things, but he got good grades in school and, you know, and, and all this sort of thing. And, and I think that really matters because I, I would say his parents were far more involved in his life uh, versus, say, yours or mine. You know what I mean? That's not to say that our parents didn't love us and care about us. It's just that um, I don't know. They were just kind <laughs> my, of detached it, from what we were it's doing. Not, it's not that they didn't love us or care about us, but my dad. <laughs> you know, right, right, right. My dad didn't want to my, get up and really. He didn't really want to be bothered. It's, you know, right. He just wanted right. me to just handle it. Alone. Yeah, and then as long as I didn't have to bring him home any bullshit, then he didn't care. Right. You know, and and uh, he wasn't going to spend. I wasn't going to come home and be like, Dad, can I join? such and such club not that i could because i was working because i didn't have any money but you know i wasn't going to join something some some club or something because he couldn't pay for it and and a lot of those things also require parental involvement because they usually need volunteers to help do things right. you know and and my dad wasn't going to do any of that so it was just better not to even bring it up because i didn't want to bother him because if you bother them, then you it's like yeah. playing with a live grenade. At some point, it's going right. to go off. Some people are going to get hurt. Uh, it, it just wasn't good. And so it's a different life. If I, if I got in trouble at school and they called home and got my dad on the phone. Oh, Jesus. I wouldn't hear. I he, he would he would first yell at them for calling him. <laughs> you know, because you know, first he'd be like, why are you calling me and irritating me with this stuff? And they'd be like, because you're his dad. We have to tell you. And he's like. Whatever. And when I got home, that's what he would yell at me first about. That would be the first thing. It's like, so I had to get up off the couch and go answer the phone <laughs> just to hear them talk about blah, 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 blah. And it was just like, oh, I'm screwed. <laughs> you know, right, I, I, right. I just knew I was screwed because it's like he hasn't even gotten to what I did wrong. Right. <laughs> you know, and then that's coming. So, yeah. yeah. And then, and then the, you'd have those moments where you're just like when you knew – that something bad was waiting for you at home and you'd sit there in your head and you'd be like, do I go home? Yeah. <laughs> do I, where can I go? Do I just maybe not ever go home again? Because I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> you know, like it's right, nothing right. good is going to happen by me going home right now. Like it's just you go home. He's angry. You, you, if you don't go home, Oh, he's still going to be angry. Right. But he's going to be even angrier. Right. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, I mean, there was times where I just didn't go home because I was just like, forget <laughs> it. I, my brother had to talk me into going home. And I yeah. was just like, look, you better tell dad. Cause I mean, I, I can't, I'm not, I know. This and I don't, happening. yeah, I just, I'm not going to get screamed at. I'm, I'm going to leave. <laughs> 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 just at that point in my life. All right, well, yeah. we're, we're long. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Happy Memorial Day. And uh, Memorial Day. we will try to do a show next week. Have a good Woo. one. Peace. You've been listening to Oblast with Don and Kevin. If you'd like to write into the show, send an email to oblast at vgn.com. 
vgn.us, that is VGN as in Video Game News. And be sure to check out our Patreon page, which is at patreon.com forward slash VGN, where you can get all of our shows, our videos, and some musings. Uh, be sure to tune in each week for new episodes on our Patreon page or every other week on the public RSS feed that you're subscribed to now. Thanks for listening, and good night. Peace.